You've played the missions, but do you really know the lore? We are here to be your guides, your guardians. This is Guardians of Lore. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, Guardians. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 54, recorded on February 1st, 2020. The topic for tonight's episode is The Forsaken Prince, Part 3, and I am your host, Mrs. Hyven. I am Elamist. This is Hyven. And this is Orchid. And in podcast news, as always, we encourage feedback, which can be sent to us on Twitter at guardians underscore lore, at hey, it's Orchid, or at Mrs. underscore Hyven. Uh, feel free to shoot us an email, guardians underscore lore at outlook.com, or leave us a review wherever you find the podcast. Um, additionally, you can leave us feedback in our Discord. We have a specific channel for it. Um, even if you don't want to leave us feedback, still, come join the Discord. Come hang out with us. We're, I guess, fun. Other people have come and stayed, so I guess we're not scaring everyone away. That's fair. <laughs> um, That's a, a fair assessment. So for stuff you may have missed in Destiny... We got nothing this week, so yeah, she didn't miss anything. Good work, team. Right. Not a lot happened. It was a calm week. But for next week, we have a new boss for Sundial, and I'm going to let somebody else say that name. Inotam. Is it Inotam? Inotam? Inotam. Inotam. So American. This is why I didn't say it. Inotam? That sounds lazy. Enotum. <laughs> I think I've heard Inotam. Uh, minus 10 points. <laughs> yeah, Orchid, how did you go in the Discord today from plus 25 points to minus 100 points? Like, who did you piss off? I fell asleep sitting up. So I took the points away from myself. What? <laughs> For anybody listening right now, currently at this stage of our Discord, we are randomly um, just attaching points to names. I don't really know how the trend started in our Discord, but it's been happening. They mean absolutely nothing. And shout out to Wicked for having his as plus 69. He just added it because he's like, oh, I could be whatever points I want done. I love it. Right. I no, it was started it. by uh, a John Cena poster. Oh, well, um, I'm digging it. He gave me points a long time ago for something, and then we were playing Mayhem last night. Uh, a bunch of us were, and we started taking points away from Alamist because he was doing bad dad jokes. <laughs> like I always so do. So we were it's removing right. points. So he got to negative. Th- you were at negative 20. Now you're at negative 30. So I don't know what bad dad joke you did that removed <laughs> points from you again. But congratulations. I'm really proud of you. Also, for everyone listening, we still need a proper Discord name for Alamist. So just bad. You no, know, negative joke. thirty points is not know, his, name his name. So otherwise I'm just gonna, gonna give myself that out. Just as normal. Yeah. yeah Additionally, right. next week in Destiny, because I'm just gonna pull us back in here, the Empyrean Foundation restoration happens and that's as much as i can tell you about it because that's all my bullet says there's a spreadsheet <coughs> on raid secret i don't know i don't have a spreadsheet i, I have a bullet point that was all i was provided it's like stuff. a financial community event where you have to give yeah. money to the thing but it's those not like literal money not real diamond money. monies 
Diamond Saint 14 monies. The oh, fra- uh-huh. we, uh, yeah, so data mine has been that like everyone's supposed to give like five thousand fractaline, um, but like as far as what's really going on, it seems that there's it's a full community event, and if we turn in like millions of fractaline, we'll get what uh, emblem shader. Uh, for like it's mostly just cosmetics. for giving five thousand, you get an yeah. emblem. If the com- if the and community the matches yeah, all the, the the stages, the levels, yeah, we'll end up getting a shader. Yeah, that shader better be beautiful. Right. You know, every well, single time they give us a shader for something, expected. it usually is like the best shader in the game. Uh, I'm going to hold that Amaranth Atrocity is still one of the best shaders, and that was for grinding the Haunted Forest two years ago. I mean, and honestly, I don't think anybody can argue with Orchid. No, nope. because I'm a she is the shader queen. Mm-hmm. And shader Brigade. I mean, Goddess of Cheese, mm-hmm. shader queen. Shout uh, out anyway. Shader Brigade. Just with want my a true black five shader. other members. You just Please. want black, 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 black. Mm. Super black. No, there's no, there's no shader that makes everything truly black. The black armory ones do like a shimmery black with red. You but want a matte black. No, no, I just want all black. I'm, I'm talking. No, no, I'm talking the the rare color. one, not the legendaries. Oh, um, Midnight Smith. No, Midnight uh, Smith. Refurbished like black that. armory. Yeah, it's still not all black. It makes things like that's like the dead orbit ones are all like mm-hmm. off gray or weird. I want just like super black back from D one, you know, where mm-hmm. it just makes true deep black. Well, this conversation has gotten away from me. So <laughs> really tired. So we're gonna just keep barreling through this. <laughs> we'll be prepared. But I was gonna say about the Imperium uh, Foundation Gosh, is if you it. have not. Um, finished, if you've not unlocked the tower obelisk, make sure to do that because that is going to be how you take place in this event and um, by leveling up the other obelisks on other planets um, the the tower obelisk during the event will produce fractaline so even though you might spend your fractaline now upgrading those uh, apparently by having those fully upgraded or I think like maybe 10 each or something like that mm-hmm. um, you'll your, the tower obelisk will just make fractaling for you and then you can turn that into the event so it's actually probably better to spin now to actually than it is it, it depends on, on I think it's like a thousand each uh, it's 200 per each rank week. up um, yeah I think All so right. someone said that well about anybody else who has more questions can defer to that spreadsheet mm-hmm <laughs> What, what spreadsheet? We didn't provide a spreadsheet. There's a spreadsheet on r slash raid secrets on Reddit that lets you do all of, like the money required to like get the most out of it, apparently, because our community is full of geniuses. So if you want it, I'll send it to you or you can find it on raid secrets. All I know is that I've heard that the more you've upgraded the other obelisks, the more you'll get each week from the tower obelisk. So. The basic strategy. So, is does this go on for the rest of the season, or yes. is this like just a week? It is. Okay, why are you asking more questions? We're trying to get through this. Question. No, because I have <laughs> legitimate calm, questions calm about it. Calm down. <laughs> She's like, no, hard one anyway. So, it's not a <laughs> damn. It's a, it's a no, I fell asleep sprint. last week. I'm not allowed to fall asleep so, this week. That's so okay. Or it's gonna fall asleep this week. <laughs> so essentially, um, the the strategy that people have come up with <laughs> is God. to upgrade all the destination uh, obelisks in the first three weeks. That way you maximize the amount that you can actually get from the tower obelisk. Yeah. 
and then like I think in like a week or two, well, in a few weeks, you will have already made back what you lost. Yep. And then for the rest of the season, you will just continue making without doing anything. So you can help the community. And it is something crazy. It's like millions or like a billion or some kind of crazy yeah. amount of fractaline. We don't know the exact amount, so it's going to take everyone in order to get this shader. It better be great. All right. Great points by everyone. Mm-hmm. Remember to hit up at Hey It's Orchid on Twitter or in our Discord if you want um, more info on that spreadsheet. Apparently. Orchid requested questions for this evening, and Cobra Kid in our Discord over here is acting like this is episode 50, asking us a couple of randos, but I love whatever. It. Let's whatever. these out real cool. quick. We're going to do that. All um, right. Did, real quick, we're going to just round this out. Yep. We're going to do it like we do it in the order of our cast intro. So, Elemis, Hyven, me, and Orchid. Yep. First, Elemis, go. What is your favorite drink for uh, stress relief? Where are we finding these questions? It, right. um, we're the finding them in um, Discord. Apple cider. Nailed it. Babe, stress relief drink. Go. I've never thought about that. Uh, Arizona green tea. Good call. Good call. Um... I would say Mountain Dew, but that does not relieve my stress. It gets me going. Uh, honestly, <laughs> when I'm trying to calm down, just some water or tea. Orchid, go. Um, uh, tea, Earl Grey hot. Love it. Love it. Uh, he also asked, why did Orchid want to save trees? She already answered it. I because I love she trees. loves trees. All right. Elemis. I don't murder. They're already murdered when they come to me. You just take care of their remains. If Aldrin came to the tower, Alamis, what would you do? I give him the stink guy and just watch him. I make their. Wait, no, we're going back for a second. Hyven, you said that I take care of their remains. We turn their remains into like tree sausage. That's like worse. Exactly. I don't take care of their remains. I like blaspheme their remains. In another separate <laughs> podcast or another evening, we're going to need to circle back to tree sausage. Elemis, um, <laughs> more on that stink eye you'd give Aldrin. Yeah, I'd just give him the stink eye and watch for any kind of wrong movement. Cool. Babe? I didn't even know the question was. <laughs> if Aldrin came to the tower, to what would you do? From. They're uh, tower in chat. tower chat. <laughs> where? There's a lot of stuff yeah exactly like at the bottom basically <laughs> Jeez, why can't you just answer it as i, I ask it i didn't know there was a question i didn't prepare any of this what would i do to aldrin if i met him in the tower yep yeah um teach him how to be a proper guardian because he's got no knowledge right now yeah and he's got I no like vanguard that. Um, because he killed the vanguard unfortunately so if he is a hunter it's kind of ironic that he has nobody to teach him how to be a hunter so honestly personally i wouldn't be able to teach him anything because I suck. But I don't know. I'd probably take him aside and explain to him at least a little bit of why he's getting dirty looks from everybody. But also explain to him, like, how he could best move forward and, like, grow as a new guardian. Um, having already, like we discussed in the past, paying that ultimate sacrifice and whatnot. <coughs> I'm sorry, Orchid? did you say paying? Nope. Not at all. Orchid? Um, I would kill pulled pork and throw him into the forest with no pants on. Pulled pork or Aldrin? Uh, no, I or, pulled pork would be dead. Aldrin, I would depan. Whose uh, pants then, are you taking? Taking Aldrin's pants. Iron decree says ghosts Aldrin's are not a valid target. Um, do you know what? I don't follow that to. shit. Yeah. Who said that I am a tower. good guardian? Nobody. Okay, so you just get in like. So you just get kicked out. I would. 
I it's, I am okay with that because what are they gonna do? Kill mine? I'm fine with that. Well, they do have extra restraints for your ghost, so they could take your ghost from you. That's okay. Just depends on how many. It would be are. worth it because I would be a hero. <laughs> I'd like to see them try. But you'd Revenge. Be okay. There would be enough people who would. Oh my god. Pulled pork sucks. Anyways. Yep. Next question. Elemis, first celebrity crush. How many of these do we have? Is so many. Like Q&A? Two more. <laughs> yep. Oh. No, like two more. Just go. Nice. Amy Jo Johnson. The Pink Ranger. From Power Rangers? Yeah. Wait, did you say first celebrity crush? Yep. Yep. Babe, what you got? Uh, no clue. Wasn't it like that one chick? Think you like that one chick, that one brunette chick. Which one? There's a lot. I don't know. She's in something now on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. I like Kate back in sales. She was my first celebrity crush. She's just... I don't know. I feel like you've been obsessed with her since childhood, but... No. Sure. No, no. no. Um, I have no clue, Well, actually. I'm a basic B, and mine was Chad Michael Murray. Mm. <laughs> mine was Jonathan Taylor <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, you're of that age. Yep, I'm not. I loved him. I my wall was covered in pictures. JTT, JTT. Yeah, my wall Alba had, had Chad ago. Michael Murray. This girl Alba is still point. amazing lady, and I have a girl crush on her She's currently for all of the awesomeness that she does yeah, as a woman and for other mothers. She's still banging. And you know, if I want to be honest, yeah. my first celebrity crush would probably be like a Disney princess or something. Like, let's get real, you know. Yeah, actually, oh, you're, yeah. <laughs> no, I had right. a crush on Jasmine. If you go to Taco Bell, Elemis, nacho cheese, Just Dorito cheese nacho cheese tacos, or Dorito Cool Ranch tacos? Nacho cheese. Cool, babe. Cool Ranch. Yep, Cool Ranch over here. Cool Ranch. Elements, you've been up. voted off the island. Just as a heads up, if you go to Taco Bell and you order the nacho party pack because it looks really, really good, thinking, how big can it be? It's not a big. person. The depth of our fridge. The depth, yeah, the depth of enough that it spans the whole width of your chair, like in your car. Yeah. No, All no. right, and final question: Who would win in a fight, a grilled cheese or a taco? Alamist, go. Taco. Babe, go. I think a grilled cheese would just stick itself to you, and you wouldn't be able to get out. I also know some nasty Ew. things. But... Taco. Orchid, go. Taco. All right, babe, now you've been voted off the I mean, island. Moving on. Enlighten you. Okay, here, one second. This is important. Mrs. Hyman and I are the only two this still on my, the island. You both have been voted off. This is my steering. Oh, wait. Wait. We have, you have to see this real quick. As soon as okay. I lock my screen, because this is really <laughs> podcast gold. That's my steering wheel on my lap, <laughs> and that's, like, how wide it was. It was Oh, is this the, delicious. Is this oh, like the party pack? Okay. Yeah, it was, like, the whole width of, like, your driver's seat area. I need more tea. Fun Jeez. fact, gave him diarrhea two nights in a because row. Because I ate it all in two, I ate it in two sittings. So I ate like half the party pack myself. It was also, really- last minute question that just came in from a Cobra Kid after this. We probably won't ask this other ones because I am going to move on. The question was who would win in a fight between Orchid and myself. Um, that's an irrelevant question. We wouldn't fight because we're just two fabulous females. You don't need to do that. Um, I thought it started with Orchid me. Orchid walked away. I thought, it, but... I thought the answer started with me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all get to go ask no, my ah! answer was correct, and no other answer needs to be given. Uh, uh, Mrs. Hyven no. is correct. I would not fight her. Yeah. Girls got Because we're two fabulous females who just don't need to be doing that. if you had yep. to. But I wouldn't. If your life came sure. down to it. Honor code. Nope. 
wouldn't. Okay. So you uh, both would die. Honestly, if my life came down to it, just shoot me in the head. It'd be much faster and quicker than like a fight to the death where somebody's punching my face in. Oh, I wouldn't punch. Just shoot me. She'd stab your eyes out. Come on in. Still. Go to the head. Wrong. Much faster. <laughs> I'm insane. It's be painful. I'm feeling that orchid uh, has like a shiv made out of tree bark. Probably. Obviously. She said she blasphemes the trees. She's what do you think she meant by that? I can't prove sausage. it. <laughs> the tree sausage. I have tanks full right. of tree sausage. Okay, we're well, gonna hide the body. You're gonna make. I work at a pulp and paper mill. We make. Thank paper. you for your questions. We appreciate that. Um, for everybody listening. Orchid frequently asks on Twitter and on Discord the day of our podcast recording for any questions for our Ladies of Lore Corner slash listener Q&A. Um, so if you are looking for a specific outlet to respond to, there. But um, if yeah. not, you can DM me also. Questions. Questions I thought yeah. we were supposed to be answering questions ask. about ourselves again this week. So We did just no. now, didn't we? Yeah, we I mean, answered I what our taco preferences are. We answered whether uh, Mrs. Hyven and I would win in a fight. These are all the important yeah. questions that people are demanding to know the yeah. answers of. That's very true. Yeah. We need to- so, <laughs> yeah. There we go. All right. Brief intro into the topic. This is part three of three. For the first two parts, listen to episode 52 and 53. If you decide to start here, that's weird, but I mean, it's your life. Um, this lore book is obtained by finding 20 different collectible items on various destinations, so that's vague as deep. Um, this takes place after Awoken of the Reef, episodes 18 through 22, so if you want to get proper you know, order, go back and listen to those as well. Um, but you don't have to, but you should listen to 52 and 53 at least. Mm-hmm. Um, this lore book is all about our favorite villain turned guardian. Honestly, he's not my favorite villain, but okay. Um that's what the bullet says, so I'll say it. Who's your favorite now, I mean, not him. No, it's all about how you read it. He's our favorite villain turned guardian. But he's the only one. Exactly. So. <laughs> it's like when your parents like, you're my favorite kid. Well, I'm your effing only kid. Exactly. Yep. My like, parents are like, you're our favorite oldest child. And I'm like... <laughs> Thanks. By saying it that way, I'm the only. Yep. Yeah. It's weird. It's like also when my mom tells me I was a surprise, not an accident. I'm like, I was an accident. It's okay. Yep. And to this day, she firmly fights me on that. Like, she gets mad if I continue to fight her. Well, are you looking I... at my antennas? So wondering if your antennas are correct? No, I just trying to adjust. Did you I... touch his stuff? Before I didn't even he came I back. Myself. That's a good point. No, I just needed to tighten it a little bit. And I just was trying to feel which side needed to go more. Sorry. You had to draw attention to me adjusting my headset. Did he turn his stuff 10 degrees to the left? No, she did a fairly good job of not destroying anything. Oh, there's a hyphen at work, and I moved his screen, like, 20 degrees, 15 degrees, like, just a little bit. And then he just sat at his desk for, like, two minutes, like, wondering what was wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, hey. I mean, the router was a little crooked, but that could have been me before I left. But, yeah. Probably it was me, but whatever. (laughs) Okay, are we going to read this? Can I read this? Yeah, Orchid, you can totally read this. I give you the permission to read. (gasps) Thank you. I'm going to pass on the torch. The baton? The baton of reading? Oh, thank you. I'm not taking it. Thank you. I'm taking it. (laughs) 
I can't take it with this hand. I punched a door at work today, so I have like band-aids on my hands. We don't do things like that. No, I was talking one. to Elemist and I like assaulted this door with my hand because it flew open because it was windy and I my hand started bleeding. I didn't know. I've run into far too many doorways in my life. <laughs> And the door was. Like, I used to run into the kitchen island the door all the win. time at home. And my dad would be like, we've lived here for 12 years, and that hasn't moved. How do you not get it yet? I was like, whoa. whoa okay. Let's, let's calm down with such accurate statements. Oh, my <laughs> God. All right. This is the severance. He has come to the realization that it no longer matters if he doesn't know what to do or if he's doing the right thing. What matters is that he wants... If he wants to find Mara and save her, if he wants to do the right thing fiercely enough, if his intentions are good and powerful, he will find the way. He just has to believe in himself. No more paralyzing analysis, no more painful regrets. He has to go forward without doubt. The Awoken are a beautiful creation. He must keep them safe. Secrets are safe. Sister? He asks the wall of his quarters. Lately, in between bouts of euphoria, he's been sleeping too long. Sometimes it takes him an hour to get to his feet and another hour to make himself don his armor. Wasn't living easy once? Couldn't he just do things just by wanting to do them? The spark has gone out of him. The spark of the possibility of Mara's trust. He needs it back. Come home, the wall tells him. It's time to come home and take your crown. He leaps to his feet. Yes, he wants something again, wants more than to lie here numbly. He wants to show his face to his awoken people. He wants the fanfare played at his welcome. He wants to make a speech accepting the kingship. He wants to terrify and stir his people with the ferocity of his need to save Mara. The awoken have survived so much. He will tell them that they do not need to survive anymore, that the end is coming, the end of the long plan. He goes to the catch's bridge. What news from the reef, he barks. A shank casts the sound into his ears. Petra's voice. Petra, who dares to try to replace what does not need replacing. Cade, the targets are in the crater now. My fire teams are in blocking position. Whoever you've got, call them in. Guardians. Petra and the guardians working together. Did Mara ever want this? Aldrin thinks not. Is it possible that he's too late? That the Awoken are no longer Awoken? Lulled by the absence of his sister into the Traveler's trance? Set a course for the Vestian outpost, he snaps, rubbing at his eyes. Prepare skiffs for a camouflaged insertion. We will put an end to Petra. What are you doing? A captain of the Kings growls in his ear. The House of Kings is very satisfied with the state of the Awoken domain. And if we interfere, we will certainly attract guardians. Insubordination. She would never have tolerated this. Ah, Aldrin says, careful to keep his voice light. Yes, of course. The itch in his eyes resumes, and he discovers that he has a new desire, a new thing he fiercely wants. Can we talk about camouflaged insertion? <laughs> I just keep thinking about him rubbing his eyes. Yeah. Makes me I mean, annoyed. He, he's obviously suffering from from the influence from Riven. So I have this attorney at my job who will like double fist like rub his nose and eyes like this and this. Can't hear you and it's really move. weird to me. 
sorry, but like like this and like this on his nose and eyes, and it's like really weird to me and super aggressive. She's and rubbing her like, eyes and nose. Like literally, you take like both your fists and like rub, and it's weird. <clears throat> and that's what I keep picturing Aldrin doing. That demonstration was great for an audio form podcast. Though. You know what I said? Like double fists them, okay? Phrasing. I don't. Yeah, phrasing. He does. He double fists his own face. Okay? <laughs> Gotta double fist it. Okay. Um, yeah, he yeah. does. He loves to double fist his own face. <laughs> <laughs> the way Orga just ran back into the room just to state that. Right. Best. I had to lock the cats up because he was trying to like, knock my computer off the table. And I came back that to... That a problem. I just hear fisting in my ear, and I got very excited. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, babe. Later. This is just... Not now. Aldrin's just a mess, and it's like, I keep trying to remind myself, like, he's massively infected by something, and that's why he is the way he is, like, it's, right it's now. Extra difficult. I said extra difficult, implying that he was already previously difficult. Yeah, it's interesting. He says he's been sleeping too long um, with bouts of. I just I want to punch him in the face. So he's like something. It sounds manic. Almost like he's sick. Like he's got some type of infection. I just want to punch this Aldrin in the face. Like I want to take new Aldrin in and like love him and like explain to him like the error of his ways, how to like move forward and be better as a guardian. But this Aldrin pisses me off. This is one everyone wants to punch in the face, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's why so many people have a hard time not wanting to punch him in the face or kill him like as a guardian now. But I don't know. Like I, I can differentiate the two as two different people, but I guess some other people can't. There is an old and new Aldrin, and this one is uh, the worst. I can differentiate the two. And the three. You just I can't told differentiate pulled pork nope. from anything. Pulled pork is bad. I don't know. You just said you were going to send him off into the woods without any But if you hurt pulled help. pork, you're hurting new Aldrin. And new I'm Aldrin protecting the other guardians. Did anything wrong at the tower. But if you hurt pulled pork, you hurt new Aldrin. And why does he deserve that? Because his face hurts everybody else. So put a helmet on him. Strax like, this man yeah, up. A lot of a lot of guardians don't ever take the helmet off. It's it's a it's a feature. Right, like in, in the the, the lore entry that we read. Gonna um, keep that one on. He doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Shax keeps it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah but we know that Aldrin specifically doesn't because of the reactions <laughs> some people have had to his face. Yeah, I don't care does. what people say about how he broke that horn on his horn or on his helmet. We know it was Mara when they were banging. Oh, it was totally Mara. Yeah. Whatever else is said about Ikora or whatever, that's just... It's whatever. honestly a better story that Ikora broke it off in a crystal match and shoved it... Yeah, I think that makes it much better. No. It's a cover because he doesn't want people knowing he's comforting with Mara. Yep. It's been broke. It was broken long before him and Mara. Poor Torito. That's what you think. No, that's what you think. No. Poor Torito. Dorito? No, I just want Dorito. Torito. <laughs> Working there, Totino's pizza rolls. I feel like I said plenty about For the card. Who is I think to he's like because she was sleepy. We've kind of You know what? I said plenty about this card. I think he's kind of manic depressive in this card a little yeah. bit. His behavior is a lot like my sister's behavior. She doesn't listen to this podcast, so it's okay to talk about her. But 
Yeah. Well, and like, and as he talks uh, I used to think that about my mom, but now she wants to listen. So you may want to be yeah. careful. Well, and like, I, I've, <laughs> no, it's... I've seen this in myself, you know, where it, it's... it literally takes you an hour to get out of bed because. Yeah, you just sleep to ignore everything else. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like. He's, mm-hmm. he's basically going through a type of depression at the beginning, and then it says that, you know, he wants this spark back, and, he, you know, he needs Mara's trust again. And so he hops to his feet and is like, yes, I want something for my people. He's even talking about taking the, the kingship, which is quite interesting, Venus. He thinks his sister's mm-hmm. still around, but I guess yeah. his, his mindset is Petra is a is just a figurehead, and she doesn't, well, if someone has to reign why Mara's gone, it should be him. It feels and like so, he thinks Petra's an interloper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even a figurehead. Yeah, I mean, she was the one who was voted um, to... Well, she was the one who rightfully took the place. She didn't actually want to take a... Well, I think um, she also region. wouldn't hate him as much if... Or I think he wouldn't hate her as much if she wasn't so involved with the Guardians. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why. And then, yeah, that's the thing here. It's I think just, that's the biggest so issue. So we, we see that he has some control over the kings, but not completely. So... He's been kind of, when he was helping the kings kind of um, cause some some panic amongst the outpost um, with the reef, it was okay. But now he's kind of thinking, he's trying to divert um, resources. And, you know, the, one of the captains of kings kind of is like, stop, no, we like things exactly how they are. And, of course, in his anger, he tries his best Mara and decides that he should not show it. And he's just, of course. But you can tell that, like, He's got that creepy twitch in his eye. He scratches. It's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Like every time, I love that. Anytime um, he gets like an intense feeling, it talks about how he start, his he starts scratching his eyes again. And I mm-hmm. find that that's almost like a flare up Revenge of not is. his own, but almost a little bit of the influence, like pushing his emotions to like a new level. So while like we can say yes, he did make he, he is making these choices for himself. I feel like it's almost like someone who's like on a drug that just kind of like accentuates or hypes whatever you're feeling to like such a crazy level that you can't even control and it all just seems irrational to him. So like that's the sad part. I think he, he thinks he's rational at this point. Yeah. Which makes you truly kind of crazy. When you're a madman doesn't know he's mad. We all know what it really is in his eyes anyway. Yes. His love for Mara. Hashtag I just. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, with that, nothing else can be said on this card. So nope. let's move to the next one. I'll be covering Fickrel. The Archon he saved is named Fickrel, and he worships Aldrin like a father and a god. Aldrin understands. Now, what brought them together? They each see a future for their broken people. A future that cannot be obtained by looking back. Fickrel tells Aldrin how the Fallen have been crippled by their dependence on machines. How they have clung to tradition instead of hurling themselves into the abyss, seeking rebirth through extinction into a new species. I feel the same, Aldrin tells Fickrel, whittling a tiny model galliot from an ingot of steel. We say we exist on the thin line between dark and light, Fickrel, but my people have always been easily led astray. What future do you see for Awoken? Fickrel asks him, What future? After he finds and saves Mara, he realizes that he doesn't care. He's spent so many centuries stalking the perimeter of Awoken society, fighting off challengers, spying, sneaking, doing Mara's dirty work. 
Nothing has value except in its relation to Mara's plots. Not even himself. They could die for all I care, he says with a viciousness he never expected of himself. Didn't he want to save his people? No, no. Mara was willing to destroy them for her purposes. The Awoken have no value at all except in service of her design. If some part of them survives, it will be the worthy part. Does he wish for Awoken extinction? Is that what he truly wishes? We have... We have work to do, he tells Fickrell. The House of Kings has become uh, inconvenient to my plans. I wish to... He wags his knife. Divest. Fickrell looks up sharply from his own knives. Dark ether seethes like mist around his face. It is time. We show them the future now. Alright, so we actually get the confirmation in. Uh, in this story that the Archon that he saved was indeed Fickrell, who we fought in the, uh, um, the Forsaken story. The Fanatic. And, yes, Fickrell, he's known as the Fanatic, kind of the, uh, well, he's the, the, the cult leader, or the, the, at least the, he's the, the, le the Scorn leader of, he's the leader of all the Scorn. We know that Aldrin is kind of the leader over all of them, because Fickrell has this power, but he believes that... Um, Aldrin is practically like his father who brought him back from death. It's, he's the he's, cult leader's he's, right hand. Yeah, pretty much. So we see that these two kind of have their own plans outside of the rest of the Fallen. And so Aldrin's kind of, he's completely, he's completely astray at this point. Um, he had some thought that he needed to help his people at one point, And we saw that that slowly was fading away. Because he worked, at first he was mad at Mara for sacrificing her people. Now he basically says if Mara was going to leave them to die, I don't care about them. They're all just to be used. And at this point, they can all die. So he is going so far as to say once Mara is safe, he does, he, all his people, all his friends could die. Which is pretty sad because we just read earlier in this book about how him and Julian were such close friends. They'd go to the shooting range all the time, you know? And we saw that that relationship kind of was falling apart. But now he's even he's okay with basically mass murder of his own people, which is definitely a big change. Even for Aldrin, who's not like the always like the most compassionate seeming kind of guy, he's always he's never up to this point. He's never like um, came to me as somebody who I don't know. I I, I always felt that he he put his sister first, but he would have put his people second, kind of thing. And now yeah. they're like farthest from his mind, it seems. And I think that shows some of, like, the deterioration of, like, Riven's influence. Riven only wants him focused on the one thing that, you know, they've got him hooked into, which is Mara. So if he has compassion or care for anyone else, Riven's ultimate, like, plan might not succeed if Aldrin cares about anything other than Mara, um, as, you know, Aldrin thinks Riven is. So it's kind of just a way that, like, Riven has further gotten, you know, their claws into him, I guess. Yeah, I think I really want to know um, what the rest of the Fallen think of uh, Fickrell and the Dark Aether versus, you know, their n normal use of it. I mean, we at least know because... they don't like them now, but at this point it looks like they're fine with Fickrell just kind of chilling 
yeah. on their fleet, like as a it's just one of them. Like almost that they don't know that he's like different. Yeah. Or at least what he's capable of. Maybe he doesn't mm-hmm. even know what he's capable of at this point. Yeah. I'm pretty sure nobody knows. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna be curious just to see what ends up happening with Dark Ether. Well we haven't killed all scorn yet, but theoretically we've taken out the individual who can make scorn, so there would be a deterioration of their numbers at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. There is a entry. Trying to remember, it's in Stolen Intelligence, but it talks about how Fickrel keeps coming back to life. Mm-hmm. And he still is. I wasn't sure that if I knew that he came back to life after we killed him the first time, and then there was supposed to be the strike. But since we've killed him so many times, like in game from different activities. I wasn't sure if we were supposed to have like actually killed him, or if this was in that, in that as far as like lore wise, or if like it's one of those things where we can keep running the strike because he never dies. The latter <laughs> of the two. That's interesting. I have to look into that because I, I I thought we had actually like killed him. And he was gone, but maybe not. But then again, when we killed Oryx, we thought that the taken number would kind of deteriorate, and that never happened. So, uh, yeah. I'll see if I can pull it up for you. To yeah. Move on to the next card. Well, mm-hmm. I'm going to that yeah, up for you. They're about, yeah, so the, their, their plans with the kings are not quite working out, so they're ready to kind of take their own action. So I'll move in then to our next card, which is uh, docking. Honorless at the end, gasps the former Caliph Kings, faithless and false. Honorless at the end, gasps the former Caliph Kings, faithless and false. Your sister's will kept us from the great machine, Aldrin Sav. She challenged the wolves by right of noble lineage. But you, you skulk in shadows and filth. You hide behind your bruises like a drag. Funny you should mention that, Aldrin sneers. He knows he's sneering, but this worthless thing deserves it. What did the Caliph Kings ever want? To go backward. More servitors, more machines, more of the past. Aldrin sees now that extinction is only the beginning. That the bones of what you become can act more powerfully than the flesh of what you leave behind. Fickrel? Shattered servitors and dead fallen loom in ether-frosted mounds behind Fickle. He comes forward silently, hulking, horrific, his headdress gritting out the firelight in blocks of shadow and smoke. He carries two shock daggers. We are the last of our kinds, Aldrin tells the Kel. My sister is gone. So is the idea of your great machine. The difference between us? He leans into his. My sister's coming back. In four swift cuts, the Archon of the Scorn Barons docks the Kel of Kings. Aldrin tears the House of Kings sigil hanging from the new dreg's belt and holds it high for all to see. The Kings are dead. Long live the King, comes Frickrell's reverent growl. Did he just kill a bunch of people? Is that what just happened? Yep. Mm. Yeah, he destroyed their servitors and killed some fallen, and then he docked the kill, basically. That's, yeah, cut off. That's what I understood to happen. Arms. But of course, in style, with a headdress. Yeah. Well, and like, 
That's pretty ruthless when you stop and realize it was an Archon that did all that. That's true. That is a good point. Uh, I didn't even think about that. Is the fact that um, Archons are supposed to be kind of... I don't know. It, I always thought of it as that they're like the spiritual mm -hmm. or uh, mm -hmm. they take care of the servitors and the the ether and they're supposed to... They're, I don't know. What, what's the... What I thought it was an honored say? position is what it was. Yeah, I it's thought. an honored yeah. position and it's like it's almost like the three branches of government we have. You have like the servitors, the, like the prime servitor, the archon, and the... Um, the Kel. The Kel. And so the Kel's more of their political leader, but the Archon is kind of more of that like judicial kind of grouping there. And they divvy out ether and try to like better the people. And he's full on killing servitors that produce their ether. Yeah. And then docking the Kel, who is supposed to be working like alongside. So it's pretty uh pretty ruthless. Definitely there's um there's no love between the fallen and the scorn. There's a reason nope. we see them fighting each other. Yep. I know that um, whenever I know the lowest, the dregs are docked, their arms are docked because they're the lowest form of um, of the fallen. So docking yeah. the cal is like a real fuck you. Uh huh. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you really can't do much more than that. Yeah, because I mean, at this point, even vandals have all their arms. So like. He's literally saying the Kel is lower than a Vandal. Well, if he docked all of his arms, then he's lower than Dregs, too. Yeah, that's what I was curious. So it does say four swift cuts. However, it talks so about I, I him being he... a new Dreg. So I'm wondering if he was just properly docked. Or if... Could be. I'm wondering if he docked all of his arms. cut all of his arms off. I don't I'm, know. It, it's interesting. I think at one point I thought that he removed all his arms. But it does compare him... It does say from the new dreg, and a dreg would just be two armed. Um, I think, honestly, while obviously cutting off all his arms is definitely like a more aggressive, brutal move, I think it's more dishonorable mm -hmm. to like dock him back to the beginning status of like their whole race, if that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So that he walks around forever looking like that? Yeah, because they don't kill him. They just basically take his people, his position, and then... They just leave him alone in shame. Now, do That's their arms idea. grow back? They like do. Like chameleon legs? They so can. this is like a temporary... Yeah, it is. They put docking caps on dregs. Those are the things we collect in patrols when we have to kill dregs and oh, collect docking yeah. caps. But That's messed up. Why are we collecting If I'm not mistaken, are we using the top arms can cup? be docked. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was one of the things we Take talked a about. Shot the bottom the arms cap. cannot. Like it's it's my understanding that I think it's the other way around. <laughs> they dock their top, or vice versa, yeah. but only because only one set of them can grow back. We're not entirely okay. sure. That has been thought because of um, Varix, because he has robotic arms for his top two, I believe. But well, maybe they're that just could better. Be, yeah, that could be because maybe. Um, Maybe his arms were not docked properly. Maybe they were like ripped out from the bone. Yeah, that or could be it too. Like, like I don't know what yeah. the whole docked too far up. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? I'm just proud of myself for knowing that yeah. at all. I'm really oh, proud yeah. of you. <laughs> Can you imagine right, going into a guardian's house and finding just docking caps in their cabinet as like their drinking cups, and there's just like 25 of them because they well, have wild what? parties. We've we've been collecting um, armor <laughs> from all of the different raids. We just basically graft 
we're we're full on dredging your right here. We're grafting pieces of bone and like vex armor and stuff like that to our weapons and our mm -hmm. armor all the time. So I'm just waiting That's for someone up. to just have like I have all the docking caps I've collected. Like uh, was that that John Maloney? <laughs> I want a hat. That just where he's a uh, docking cap. John Maloney has this comedy routine where he talks about he had a friend who uh, was oh like, gosh. come here, let me show you this real quick. And he takes him into this room and he says, it's just pictures of family photos from a bunch of random people. And he's like, what? Like all these he's old like, family oh, photos. Oh, I like to steal family photos from, from everyone because it's something like they parties. can never get back. Like he goes to parties and steals their photos. And I just envision this one guy who just says, this guardian who has been collecting docking caps from the beginning of D1. And it's just really creepy. And he's just kind of Here, let me show you my second bedroom. It's full of docking caps. There's no bed. Well, that's actually exactly what John Mulaney says. He's like, he goes to open this door and it's like a room off a room. And he's like, so you know it's already sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you could really oh, like gosh. set up a thing here if you sell it back to the Elixney after. Right. You, know, you collect them off their caps, dead bodies and you sell it back. Barely caps. <laughs> 5,000 glimmer. What's this blood on it? Didn't Freshly even wash plied. it off. It's fine. It's fine. All right. Let me move on to the Sorry. petro cars. <laughs> no, you're fine. I just feel like we could continue down this road of jokes. All right. So this card is titled just, just Petra. Petra. Not just Petra, but like Petra. 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 Mm -hmm. Petra. After that, Aldrin and Fickrel part ways for a time. Fickrel grows to his bloody work, reshaping fallen society the way a hammer reshapes a spider, and drawing certain useful elements to him. Aldrin resumes his lonely search for Mara. He remembers a long time ago, scouting with the crows, scouting with a young Corsair who wanted nothing more than to be defined by her wrath. Perhaps Petra can be saved, too. He finds her in Thieves' Landing. What is she doing here? Mara never would have stooped to this, trading information with a criminal in the lowest places of... So few of us remain, he tells her, and in that moment, seeing the shame in her, he knows she's gone too far. She cannot be saved. That night, he weeps for Petra. Mara comes to him in the darkness. She has heard his sorrow. He looks up in wonder. His sister, sending her will and wisdom to watch over him. He knows then that it will be all right. Wow. Um, so Petra is currently visiting Spider. Uh, is what I got from this because she's trading information in Thieves Landing. We all know that's where Spider hangs out. Um, I do like the first part of this reading where um, Fickrel goes to his bloody work reshaping fallen society the way a hammer reshapes a spider. Just I just like the poetry of that and then her visiting Spider. I think it's pretty great. Right. Um, I just... I really like that. I just, my brain got like caught up on that for a second. But um, it's, I don't know. I mean, just, he, like, for the last couple of readings, Aldrin's not been happy with Petra, and now he has an excuse. I think he was just looking for any excuse to kind of do away with her. I thought it was interesting that he thought she could be saved just like for a moment in his craziness. Yeah. But I mean, saved from what? 
That's the thing. He says she's too far gone to be saved. Yeah. Which is but ironic from what? because he's murdering yeah. his own people. So, like, mm-hmm. how yeah. much worse is working with... And the other thing, what is she doing? She's working with Fallen. What did he just do for the last year or so? A couple years. He's been I, working with Fallen. So, yeah, he's... Not not just that, but that's what I said. He's like the underworld boss of the fallen, maybe. Well, he's like an unsavory fallen. Well, like that's what I said either last episode or the episode before. Like, whenever he brings up Petra, he's ranting about how she's so petty and stupid for it. But if you take a step back and look at it, he's ranting about the same things that she's that he's done. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a whole do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. Situation, yeah. and he's firmly. I don't think he sees what he's doing himself. Yeah. A lot of I, times, you, people. You know, it's, it's apparent that he doesn't. I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. It's almost like he a little bit of a schizophrenic personality kind of thing, where almost when he's fully influenced by Riven, he's not quite clear of what he's doing, and then every once in a while, these moments of not necessarily clarity, but it'll like wane and i think that's like then we see like his eyes are itching so like you know riven's kind of getting in there again i just thought it was interesting he after just saying he doesn't care if all of his people die he goes to say you know f- so few of us remain as like a in order to kind of be a as, as a guilt trip but he's just told fickrel that he's fine with everyone dying so is this him like having really weird um, conflicting viewpoints in his own head or is he just mm-hmm. putting on a show I mean, it does right. say that that night he weeps for Petra, and that's not like, that's kind of like a breaking the fourth wall kind of thing, you know? It's not like a, that's what we were told. So I find that kind of interesting. It seems like he's genuinely, his personalities are going two completely different ways. I wonder if he's like really breaking at this point. Yeah, I would Like say he's so. breaking apart into separate. Not, I'm not saying like separate personalities, but what made Aldrin Aldrin is being disappeared by Riven. Yeah. And then also the point, it seems that they, uh, he's finally made himself known that he's alive. Right. Which is interesting. So he cuts off from Fickrel. As you said, Fickrel starts mm-hmm. beating. It's kind of ironic. He reshapes the, like... A hammer on spiders. It just makes me think of spider and some of the fallen. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah that's exactly. Yeah, that's weird. That's why I like yeah, it. So I guess it's yeah. great. And then it's like his plan is just. To, I wonder if his plan is to like infiltrate, or if he thinks maybe he, or maybe it is his plan, but he thinks maybe for like a second when he goes home that like things will be normal, and then he's decided that that's not going to be the case. Right. All right. Are we done with this card? I believe so. I think so. Okay. This next card is called Free, Part 1. Admit it. Admit you trapped my sister in the Dreaming City. I did not, Ilan says. She is not trapped, Aldrin. She is dead. Aldrin knows the truth now, and he wants things to be right. He wants it so fiercely that he knows nothing he does in pursuit of this want can be wrong. Which lies, he spits, venomous. She is alive. Ilan measures him in silence for a while. Then, we knew you would come, she tells him with quiet, calm defiance. You're lost, Aldrin. You knew I'd come, but you never searched for me? My sister would take your eyes for that. 
Your sister needs nothing from us now, Aldrin. Not even you. The rage is almost enough to make him kill her. But he knows Mara wouldn't approve. She is with him now. She is substantial, if not corporeal. And she dances at the edge of his sight. You're so close, she whispers. Free me from this place, Aldrin Sav. You've gone mad, Ilan says with repulsive empathy. I almost did too when I knew she'd gone. Why do you travel with that thing? What have you come to do? I've come to finish it, Aldrin tells her. He even tries to smile because he is being honest. He's telling the truth. I've realized I was a fool to try to surprise her. We all exist through her design, Ilan. We all act only by her consent. I'm going to save her because she needs me to save her. When she needs me to die, I will die. And when she has completed her great design for the Awoken, the Awoken will die too. It is the reward we so richly deserve, for we owe everything to Mara. It would be wrong for us to outlive our purpose. Trust me, life without her is worse than, worse than. He chokes on it. He can't describe it. At the edge of his sight, Mara watches him with all the heartbroken concern and tender care he has always wanted from her. That evening, he surrenders himself to the reef. So we see he's talking to Ilan. I believe she's a Corsair. Um, yes, or a Paladin. Yeah. She might be one of the Paladins at that point. But let me actually check that out. But yeah, you continue on. Um, and it's literally like he's going off on his own rant and she's responding, but it's not the way he's expecting. So he just keeps going on his rant. I didn't want to interrupt, but she's a tech witch. Yeah, so uh, she is one because he calls her a witch. Yeah. yeah, it was in the reading. Well, and like I wasn't sure if which lies meant that it, they were lies that she told or if it was lies from the tech witches that got populated it to everyone. No, she's tech Yeah, no, she's tech She was in okay. one of those strikes, I thought. Like, she was mentioned. Mm-hmm. Portia, Nasia, Ilan, um, of course, the three who we saved in the strike and the raid. You mm-hmm. know, Callie. Um, yeah, but yeah, Ilan is all of them. One. Gotcha. All of them. All of them. You said which lies, and all I'm thinking is fake news. <laughs> Can you imagine a tech witch saying fake news, Aldrin? No, 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 no. It was Aldrin saying it. Just imagine oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine this emo awoken fake news. She's alive. Fake news. Well, pretty much, and we, we see this is kind of like where the whole explanation of how, what we see him in Forsaken, like with him like running through the Dreaming City, trying to open doors and get into places he's not supposed to be. Yep. He's convinced that they've trapped his sister in the Dreaming City. And so at this point, it sounds like he's taking himself in purposely in order to kind of, as we know he eventually does, has a prison break. So, Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, I don't, you know, it's kind of ironic that that ended up working out for him. Like, his plan 
Well, I, I, well, okay. Let's be honest. When people are kind of not on their right head, how great are their plans usually? Because if it wasn't for Varix letting him out, he wouldn't have. His plan wouldn't have worked right. out so great. Because like Cade and he would have just died. Everyone, in... they, they, yeah, all his barons got cleaned up. I think maybe yeah. his original plan was that Fickrel comes and busts him out. But I mean, or was he so sure that he could convince um, Varix that? to let him out. Maybe he feels like he had spent enough time with, like, Fallen that he knew how to manipulate him. Because he Could did. Be. Remember when we read those cards? And he de- they yeah, definitely got he into his head. It was a little bit more about, you know, appealing to... he, he Having Fickrel appeal to it, but sometimes I find it kind of hard to wonder if he had it all... Com- he seems so out of it that I wonder if he had it all planned out. But honestly, the other point is that Riven was kind of making this plan, not him Yep. So it mm-hmm. would make a little bit more sense why it worked out so well for him. But right. yeah, he's pretty much getting himself locked up. Mm-hmm. And at this point, they either are are lying to him, or they think she is still dead. We knew Petra that knew that there was a plan, but we didn't really know how many others knew the plan. So I think Petra was the only one that knew. Yeah, I think so too, because it was she was the queen's wrath. Mm-hmm. Which would make sense. That was kind of she. Petra had had the information when we opened the um, the Oracle engine with her. Yep. Mm-hmm. But now he can see Mara now. Oh yeah, that was another point. He's like not only mm-hmm. hearing her, but he's seeing her now, which is. Yep. I mean, that's extra kind of hard super to bad. Means the infection yeah. is getting worse. Yeah, I mean, he's if got you were strawberry seeing, brain. If you were seeing, yeah, right. Oh my god, I forgot about that. <laughs> now I am curious. I mean, I guess that's not what his head would look like now, but that would really like confirm um, if he was infected in the Black Garden, like initially. If we could have done a proper autopsy on him. I uh, yeah. Too bad we can't just go in game and ask. Not being done properly. I don't know. As a as a guardian, he might be he might be all free and clear in the head, but we'll see. I think that's the assumption of when they're rezzed. I'm assuming, yeah, that you're, they say you're rezzed in, like, your best possible, like, physical, whatever, and that means no strawberry brain. Yeah, we haven't had any, like, amputee kind of guardians or anyone who, like, you would imagine if everyone was rezzed in the state that they died, that you'd have a lot more, like... You'd have a lot of starving, terrified guardians who are, like, (laughs) running away from the darkness and everything else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right, why don't we go ahead and read the last card Yeah, to learn more about Strawberry Brain. Strawberry Brain. Oh, wow, we're on the last one already. Yeah, this is a short one. Yeah. Maybe it just Which feels like it was longer because we spent well and, and two we, weeks on one episode. We d- right. <laughs> well, and we did have more entries in the last two episodes. We did. We did. I'll be covering free part two. They take him in with a full strike team, and one of the snipers, joining Aldrin and his jailers at the extraction point, looks him full in the eyes. Like he's asking a question. A tall man with a long rifle. Narrow, intelligent eyes. Handsome. Is he... Did Aldrin want something from him once? Something important. Aldrin absently rubs his eyes as he stares at him. He frowns. But he can't figure it out. 
They take him to a discreet landing dock on one of the lower levels of the Prison of Elders. When his containment unit hisses open, the glow-in-the-mist silhouette, an exo with glowing blue eyes, and a woman with her weapon drawn, Petra herself. She stands there in silence. He knows she wants to kill him. He knows she wishes him to say, You've done well. She speaks to you. Her words are curt and direct. What does she say? Aldrin closes his eyes and lets Mara's voice wash up through him. He is here, in the heart of Petra's strength, in the prison she has so carefully tended as everything else falls apart. He is weak, and he is bound. These are the strengths his sister never possessed. The endurance of humiliation. The survival of defeat. She says, he lifts his head to meet her gaze and watches her flinch. She holds him in her weapon's sights as she withdraws, step by careful step. The Exo steps forward to hood him with a black bag. She says, free me. So that last line there, that is almost me in my head. That's like Mara Riven saying taking that. over. Yeah, that Mara, that that Riven, that Riven, like Riven Mara portrayal of of Mara, the creepier one. Yeah, like she still looks like Mara, but in the cutscene, she has a really like creepy like face and like mouth, like the way she talks. Yeah, the way I, I she have, smiles is creepy. Yeah, I think that's well, what it is. It's that a lot of that really is creepy of, smile. A lot of that is because it's Ahamkara, and I think they they even in their shape shifting, they portray a little bit of their toothy grin. Kind of like the Cheshire mm-hmm. Cat. Yeah, you know, I think that is what it is. I think also they can't approximate people. They get the the general gist, but yeah, it's true. I think they kind of fail. Yeah, we had them trying to impersonate um, Nadia. Mm-hmm. And, Nadia's um, mother. Yeah. Yeah. Her mother, and they yeah, it was pretty convincing, but I guess not close enough. So yeah, yeah, I just had that last line like that was like that full because creepy. she does she screams that in a cut in a cutscene in Forsaken. So mm-hmm. super creepy, but yeah, like it's just at this point he has they know that he's what he's kind of done. He's just been like killing mm-hmm. his own people, and it's only gonna get worse. But at this point, they're still not exactly sure what's wrong with him. You know, Petra was Petra has not disclosed to anyone that. Mara gave her some instruction before she left. Um, so, but she didn't tell her exactly what was going on. So Petra's a little bit curious. Um, she, I'm sure she doesn't know exactly what's going on with Riven, but she can tell just by looking at Aldrin that he's also not completely in his right mind. So she chooses to lock him up instead of kill him, hoping that maybe you know they can get some information out of him. We know they don't. He's completely out of it. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah. And then the only other thing is I wanted to comment at the very beginning. Like I said, at the very beginning of this book, it would be kind of, it was kind of sad how Jolion is there with the team taking him in. And, you know, it doesn't say his name specifically, but it describes him pretty well. And mm-hmm. he has yeah. no clue who he is other than the fact that at one point he thinks maybe he had wanted something from him. That they had something important, so I find that kind of sad. Like, regardless of what it it's was, really at the very sad. least, it was probably his one friend. Yeah, because mm-hmm. that was, yeah, which is pretty crazy. It, it was so, his. It's one, really. It was his one friend, and he can't remember him worth anything. 
Well, it's also that one sniper looks him full in the eyes where it sounds like everyone else is averting their gaze mm-hmm. while doing yeah, it, but yeah, he's the yeah. only one that has... It's it's not enough backbone to look him in the eye. I think it's because he cared so much for his friend. Could be. Yeah, I think it was like, please remember, like this can't mm-hmm. this can't be you. Like, are you know you always see like the it's like a movie trope. You know, someone's like something's going on. Please remember me. Keys to their humanity, or yeah, please mm-hmm. remember me. Come back, and it it's literally like that kind of thing. And he's just kind of yeah glances real quick and moves right on. Mm-hmm. And it's heartbreaking for Julian. Oh, yeah. I don't think we have any information on what happened to Julian from here that I remember. But no, because I, 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 I think he's only in this book. I think so, too. Um, we, don't, we don't really know whatever happens to Julian. But we do know that, obviously, Aldrin gets out and causes a lot of havoc. A lot of Orwell can die. But um, we don't really know what the scenario is for the awoken like who's kind of still mm-hmm. left what's really going on kind of what is the condition after all this um because forsaken was amazing but as we moved into shadow keep as they said we kind of left that uh the mara dreaming city story kind of we're just waiting for it to clear up it feels wide open it really is it does. like we it, we're have... going to come back around to it it's yeah. just oh, going to yeah. take I a mean, while we, we are, got distracted I mean, by the moon sabathun's involved so I think well the moon was haunted we had to take stuff. care of that right away yeah we did we did and honestly um i can't wait to get into it but inquisition of the damned ties mm. sabathun into her grander plans and i think by the time they finally wrap up what's going on in the dreaming city and mar and all that stuff i think it's going to be when we have Sabathun, or at least one of her armies, like coming at. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. I mean, I guess we only have one more book left for this kind of whole story, which is just the Dreaming City book. Mm-hmm. And then we've kind of covered. I mean, we could talk about the raid. To excess. Some of the yeah. explanation about kind of like what's going on in the Shadow yeah. Throne, but for the most part, we've kind of covered this. We're almost done with this this story for now. I don't think Elmist wants to talk about the raid right now. Uh, the story of the we raid. were we were on Sorry. Queen's Walk. We almost had so a Petra's run done. I'm so sorry. Is that the favorite? Is that the last part? Yeah. Which, which the heart That's run. the only one you need, right? That's the heart run. Oh, okay. The rain, Rainbow Road heart run. Yeah. Yep. That sucks. And man. and that's the only thing keeping me from Riven's Bane. Uh, <sighs> the only thing that's keeping me from it is my fear of pure laziness. So. The fact that you've given it this many attempts, you should be proud of yourself for that. So, mm-hmm. and that you have a ray team. I was supposed to. Hey, if uh, if uh, you're listening to this, you know who I'm talking about. You, we were we scheduled a raid for yesterday. We didn't do it yesterday because someone was going to be available today, and then that person never responded to any of our. No, Mrs. Hyven. <laughs> so yeah, I did. I that waited for the day. <gasps> so at least you have a is it the person i'm thinking of who was able to get the person done, that right? i hate oh no yeah no yeah. that person's gonna be on point. this podcast in a few weeks you can ask him about it then <laughs> uh, yeah i just found right. that out actually Ew, when did we line that guest up no Orchid because i'm not gonna be here him. valentine's right. day Orchid and i asked life. him to be my stand-in He's gonna be on Valentine. Oh, he's yeah. your stand. He's my Valentine. He's my stand because I have a concert. 
We did this for the three of us. We don't need a fourth unless it's you. No. Yeah. But I want him to be my stand-in. It's a lot of sausage on Valentine's Day, man. I want him to be my Valentine. What's wrong with that? Orchid was like... I almost want him to be your Valentine. Orchid was like, uh, I'm not doing Crimson Days with you. I'm not going to be on the podcast that week. And I'm like, well, fine. I'll take that guy. Yes, no, he, well, you have to listen to figure who we're talking about if you haven't already figured out. But no, he's actually fitting for that topic. He loves to go in crimson doubles and blow it up. I've done it with him before. Um, yeah, it'll be good. But no, we, we were supposed to raid and it was just, it's just painful. I'm just, my original point was it's nice that you at least have a consistent raid group because my only raid group is on Xbox and it is physically painful, honestly, for me to go back and play with the controller for like four hours trying to get sometimes finish that last bit. So I got on and I tried to warm up in a Crucible match and it was horrible. And then I found out we were not getting it done. And so I got off. So at least you have a nice raid group. Who keeps trying with you. And you guys got really far, so you yeah. should be proud of yourself. It, You'll get like this was You'll the second it. day of practice runs. <clears throat> it's a rough one. That Which raid... we have issues with the phrase practice runs, yeah. but you know. Well that raid a lot can just kinda happen <laughs> sometimes. You can just we... you know, even like in the in the Riven room, as many times as I've killed Riven, like how often do you you know, if you do you do, most people are doing the cheese, right? I'm assuming you guys are. Yeah. You, know, you run in, she's not in the right room, so you run to the second room. And like it's just oh something we we already know a little weird. exactly how things work and so like it's literally yeah, yeah. I've yeah I've done it plenty and you oddly know, sometimes enough, you'll just miss by like a second and, and oddly enough sense. swords you were doing it with swords that's the new way to cheese her hmm. we, we cut her toenails <laughs> I mean no we still use grenade launch I mean rocket launch. no sorry we used prospector last time I last time I've done it it's pretty fun. Just unload a lot of prospector in there. All right, shout outs. Elemist, you're up. Uh, Ishtar Collective, as always, um, because of them, I now know that Julian was only in two lore entries aside from Forsaken Prince. Uh, one is the Supremacy, because that is his rifle. And then the other is Lord of Wolves. What if you had just said that and not told anybody where? And you were like, well, I know it, but you don't. Bye. <laughs> yes, no, it's a shout out for Star Collective. Go, go look it up. Yeah. Um, and a shout out to Orchid because I'm... It, her internet died, so I might not get a response to this from her, but... Um, like proposing to her on the podcast? God, now? no. <laughs> oh, my God. Please don't ever do that. I'm not in Propose to her on a live stream. God, no. Um, oh. I dare you. No. She would, have, she would have to say no just on merit. You can't do that, right. like, that publicly. Right. Oh, my God. Um, but, no, shout out to Orchid because she's been having a rough week. I've been having a rough week, and she's been helping me through my rough week. Even though she's having one. So, thanks, babe. Thanks, babe. Mrs. Hyvenen is a really... No, that was very snarky. That did not sound genuine. Oh, no, I actually like them. Good. Well, yeah, that was a beautiful shout-out. Because I feel that, because, like... I don't anything else to shout-out, I don't think. I appreciate, like, when, even if your partner is having a hard time, they still support you, because Hyven does that for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we all do here, man. That's just kind of a, a good shout out to just everyone. Do that for the community. 
Do you have any shout outs, honey? Um, no, I don't really think I do have anything special. Just a uh, shout out to everyone, like always. Uh, my hosts, Ishtar Collective, the community. Um, yeah. That's good. Um, my shout outs. Uh, my shout outs are to some of the new Twitter followers. We are three away from 400, which is pretty exciting. Um, to our new Discord members, uh, we're like around 65-ish now, so that's really cool. Um, <clears throat> it's just fun to get to chat with everyone. It's uh, It's been interesting realizing like I can post more weird and crazy things on my own now. Like I was trying to be professional on both, and then I was like, wait a second. I don't have to be professional on one of these. Um, so that's been fun. And um, shout out to joey um because he's cool people and uh oregon and i had a fun conversation with him today and i just am super excited for all of the awesome things coming your way this year joey and i just want you to know that definitely yeah and if Orchid does have shout outs this is where they'll be a shout out to Wicked Jester and Man at Arms for being so freaking amusing all all week. Just made me laugh so hard. Uh, really enjoyed like all of our interactions, and it uh, made my week pretty great. So thank you. All right. So for reminders, as always, um, follow us or message us on Twitter at Guardians underscore Lore. Send us emails, guardians underscore lore at outlook.com, or leave us a review anywhere you find your podcast or on our Discord server in the feedback channel, or just hit us up on Discord. Um, we enjoy talking with all of you, and sometimes it's the best part of our day. Yep. Everyone say bye. Bye. Take care. Good night. Bye. Bum, bum, bum. Bye. And I hit record. I hit record, too. I'll just All I know is... Bum, bum, bum. I need something to cheer me up. <laughs> yeah, I told him about what happened. <laughs> it's just a practice run, right? So me and Mrs. Hyman talked about that. I was like, what is a what is what is a practice run versus the actual run? I said, aren't they always the actual run? And she's like, yeah, but if you always call them a practice run, you don't feel as bad if you mess up. Like there's less pressure. Exactly. That's exactly it. Like we put... Like until one day it just happened. We put the wish in every single time, and it, like this was the farthest we've gotten. We've only been practicing for two days. Okay, I was about to say, is this the same crew you've tried it with before? But then, no, this is different. Uh, it is. No, it was with Synopsis, Tristan. Oh, can I do that too? Tristan, I'm just looking at the way it uh, makes little thingy. What? It looks like a bird. Uh, <laughs> you are loud. Can you? Uh, <laughs> oh, that one looks like a boater. Wow. <laughs> hey, are you recording? Yeah.
Oh, okay. not the... Are you guys ready? Oh, shit. Wait a so we're clapping immediately after one. I love so how we're still figuring one. this out. It's been it's like on weeks. One. It's three. So on one, like as in instead of one. Yes. No, you still have I to still say, say one. one so that we all have. Okay. And I start from five so Alamus can understand what we're doing. Alamus cannot count <clears throat> numbers. Numbers are hard for him. All right, ready? Five, four, three, two, one. You just said on yeah, one. Yeah, I did that wrong. You said yeah, on one. one. Yeah. I did it wrong. Okay. We I can't count the count. Just kidding. Okay, ready? <laughs> on one. Five, four, three, two, one. That's fine. Okay. All the audio. Oh, that's your problem now. I need to think of a better one. I'll deal with it. One day. <laughs> one of these days. We'll I mean, it. he understands. Like, he gets it, right? Every time. So. Yeah. I love how you're just like, I'll deal with it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Everybody shut up. I've got a podcast to start. <sighs> Whatever. I don't even have the notes out. What the heck, Orchid? <laughs> I keep losing them. They're in this it's chat. It's pinned in the chat. In this chat. They're so hard, guys. Oh, my God. Almas and I both just sent you the link. I worked for, like, seven hours today. And have lunch. This chat has pretty much everything. Yes. Lunch is Okay. Okay. Shh. It's all fine. Go get some it's cheese fine. while I do it's the fine. intro. It's fine. I don't need the. Okay. Don't need cheese. I'm fine. Fine. Okay. Oh, let me turn Let's this light go. off. I don't. We can do this anymore. Okay. Can you? Are you like psyching yourself up? Are you unsure? I don't know. Allegedly. Okay. Anyways. Allegedly. 